This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is Joy and Claire. A weekly podcast talk show about the things that bring us together. Make us happy. Make us whole. Make us human. Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. (laughs) And And this is Joy and Claire. And sorry, I just ate eat to evolve too fast so it's kind of like a little it's just in there it's like it's like digesting and it came out in my voice we were just talking and decided to turn on record about 90s kids movies that really held up because miles watched hook for the first time last night which if you guys for some reason haven't seen it it's like the sort of not really sequel but like what would happen if peter pan grew up story starring robin williams and dustin hoffman as captain hook and julia roberts as tinkerbell so and great gwyneth paltrow has a cameo yeah I which i totally that. forgot about as like mm-hmm. young wendy and then um you know of course emma thompson right not emma thompson not emma thompson come on come on claire maggie smith emma thompson yes mm-hmm. maggie smith is wendy and is wonderful you know so just like star-studded cast really held up and it's I love kids' movies that really hold up from like our era. Like also Home Alone, Miles loves Home. It just held up so well. So we were talking about other movies that held up, and I was thinking about like like there were um, times when we watched movies like we we're saying you're saying E. T. and I was like, yeah, there's parts though that I got traumatized. I remember as a kid e. being was like, scary. you're like when they quarantine the house. I'm like, yeah, that kind of is a little too close to home right now. Yeah, and like they are all like the <laughs> little boy like gets really sick, and he's like, yes. like is he? And, and when you're a kid, you oh don't my know gosh, what gosh when Elliot well, our was kids like, might know what quarantine is. <laughs> I guess that's really (laughs) depressing. Yes. But when Elliot was sick and just like sad. Not really understanding like what's going on. When I saw there's, you know, another movie, Old Yeller, was so traumatizing where I'm like, Disney was really just out to toughen us up as kids. And I think they did. They kind of overcorrected with trying to toughen us up because I agree. Old Yeller was so traumatic. I think Miles was like big. Do you big? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a couple. I can't think of any scary parts in that. No Maybe scary. Parts that you just wouldn't get. Which is yes, fine. I was gonna say like some like you know adult themes, very adult themes, but not too adult. That it, like, it would just go over his head. He wouldn't. It would it. just go over yeah. his head, and I'm fine with that. I think that there are some movies where, and I feel like in the '90s. That was assumed more. It was like, we're going to still have this like romantic storyline, but we're just going to let it go over the kids' heads. Totally. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of Disney movies are like that too. Yeah. Where some of the comedy is more for the parents. Yeah. I really want Miles to watch The Karate Kid. I feel like he'd be into that. Oh, that's Because he's like going to Taekwondo, guys. Yes. How's he doing? Yes. Give us an update. so great. Okay. So Miles started Taekwondo at this point, what, like maybe six weeks ago? And he's testing for his gold belt next week. So they test the first year you like you go up the next belt level every two months, which is a lot faster than I think most or or than some other studios do. Like within the here's my understanding. Someone can please correct me within the very, very, very many varieties of martial arts. There are just as many varieties of belt progressions. But for the most part, within your belt progression family, right? Like within Taekwondo, you all have the same belt progression. And then even within that, different different individual schools will have you go through those stages in a, in a slightly different timeline. And so at this school, it's very much geared towards kids, very much geared towards like your first year is all about going through from white to gold to high gold 
to, I don't remember the next ones. I really should look, I, sh- I should know these things. People will but, write in because I know there's a lot of passionate people about this. Yeah. As they and, should be. And yes, there's and a lot of rules. Know, yes, yes there's know. a lot of rules. And like, so each time, right, you have to like demonstrate a certain masteries of certain skills as well as have um, demonstrated certain like behavioral things. You have to have like that your teacher has to sign off on a form that says like that you're being respectful at school. Um, I think I already brought up how they do these like attitude stripes where if you turn in a chore chart at the end of each week. No, you didn't talk about this. Oh, it's awesome. That's great. Builds character, builds responsibility. Exactly. So you have like a chore chart and they, you know, you can go in and they, and you check off however many days they like clean the room, were respectful, practice karate, use their listening ears. And then they'll go through and they'll be like, well, you know, it looks like you only used your listening ears four days last week. Let's try for five next week. And it's signed off by the parents. I'm right, assuming. and off by the parents. Yeah, so how much you, are you, you using know, this as you, leverage? Oh, so a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like Mouse. Uh, just as a reminder, if you don't do first time listening, you're not gonna get your check mark on your tour chart. And it's he's like, Oh, I'm in. Wow. He wants those stripes, right? Yes. It's like so Ooh, it's I love brilliant. It. And it's I mean, it's you know, I don't feel bad using that because I don't no, feel you know, it's just, like this is a reward system. Exactly. That he, and reward like, systems are good. Yeah, and, and he's he really being a identifies little obliger. with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and he really identifies with it. And, and also it's like very tangible to him. Like he has to have a certain amount of these attitude stripes in order to be eligible to go up to the next belt. And so that's kind of how they structure it. It's very cool. Um, if you're in like the Longmont Northern Colorado area, it's called ripple effect. They have a location in Longmont, one in Johnstown and one in Fort Collins. And I will also say that they are very, they have been so, I mean, we just started this summer, but they have been so far, I've been very impressed with their COVID protocols. Like they started mandating masks indoors weeks ago for the kids. And they have like a medical professional, like a medical consultant that they work with to make sure that they're like updating their protocols consistently and that they're using evidence-based protocols. Like for example, they, they used to take every kid's temperature and then they were like, actually, you know, our medical professional like reviewed the data that we have. And in this instance with this number of kids in this type of a setting, it's less effective to use a thermometer every time they come in. And instead we're going to switch to just doing hand sanitizing because like a fever, you know, and just like they kind of like ran through, this is why taking temperatures maybe isn't as reliable. So as yeah. long as they're wearing masks. Science so it's just and data. Like, it makes me feel really good that they're really considering and being thoughtful of like, we're not just going to put random, not even random, but like, you know, we're not just going to put procedures into place just to put them into place. Just like to put everything. Them in, yes. There's yeah, a reason behind it and they have read the research. Yep. Exactly. And they have like somebody on staff who's dedicated to that. And so I love that. And also, you know, in certain parts, particularly of Northern Colorado um, and of the counties, when you kind of like get into Northeastern Colorado, there, it does tend to be more conservative, which is fine. And also, you know, that's often comes along with more hesitation towards mask wearing. And so it's been great to see that they're just very like no nonsense about it. And they're like, and they stream their classes. Like every single class also has a camera and a zoom. And so they're like, if you don't want to wear a mask, then you are welcome to do it from home. And it's, you know, you get the same credit for doing it from home as you do for coming in. Or if you are worried about if you are don't want to wear a mask because you're not into masks, or if you don't want to come because you're super hyper COVID conscious or your kid, you know, is feeling a little bit sick and you just don't want to risk it, whatever, like every single class is streamed. All this to say, guys, I love this place. I would highly recommend it if you're in Northern Colorado. It's called Ripple Effect. Miles is doing great and I'll keep you posted about his gold belt progression. Congratulations, Miles. That's really fun. He's so, so cute, guys. And it's it's so, so cute. cute. And he's just like having so much fun doing it. I love the reward system. I think it's so good for kids. And the 
back to the movie discussion, though, I would love to hear what people are watching with their kids. It's like the movies that we watched in the, I guess for eight, for me, it would be like 80s, 90s, but truly the movies that we grew up with. I was like, do you know how, you know, some of the movies that I used to watch, I got really scared and it wasn't fun. (laughs) It was not fun. Right. Or you just don't know how to process those feelings, like the old yeller. I yeah, was like, you don't know I don't know how to process yeah. this. I don't know what's going on, but I know I'm upset and I don't know what to do about it. Right. I know this is scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Miles would be at a Ghostbusters. I wonder if that would be too scary. I feel like it's like sort of. The only time that I got scared of Ghostbusters, and I was probably a little bit older when I watched it. So I think the only time I got scared, because I loved Ghostbusters, but I also loved the the theme song, like that was really popular, which by the way, I did a Peloton ride this morning and they played the Ghostbusters theme song because it was an 80s ride and I was very excited about it. But was the end when they have the dogs and the eyes are red and they're like, even though now like the... That's the like, thing, like he the, might The not, Muppets aren't really like that right? realistic, but it, that was scary when they like, like showed the teeth and the eyes and like that kind of scared me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's or right. the hand that comes out of the chair and grabs her on the mouth. That that oh, part. I forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, the one part in Hook that we did fast forward past was the boo box where they like put the guy in the chest and like throw a bunch of scorpions in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that was scary. Yeah, that's, yeah that's scary. <laughs> I mean, I I mean face that. value. I just don't want my child to I think just, about <laughs> that. It's not something that I want. Fair. In fair. Fair. Okay. I don't want him to know that that could be a possibility of a thing that could happen to him. Oh my gosh. Because that's where he goes with it. He's like, now I'm thinking about being in a box covered in scorpions. Oh, like, I mean, yeah, that's valid. what you do as a child. Cause you're like, right. how would this happen to me? Um, okay. I want to check in with you on something. Cause I'm like, I, sometimes when you're going through a, a rough week, AKA me, I'm like, I just need to know that other people have gone to this point. And I know you have, and I know all the mothers out there are like, Oh, let me just tell you. So, you know, last week, and I said this on the girls, which by the way, guys, newsflash, we're releasing episodes on Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy and Claire. And stay tuned for On Your Marks, Get Set, Bake episodes. Eventually. Re- eventually. I, every day but, I Google, like, when is it going to come out? Yeah, eventually they're going to release the next season. We're very excited about that. So make sure that you are subscribed on all of those feeds because we are releasing episodes on all of those feeds. And On Your Marks, Get Set, Bake will be this fall, whenever they release the Great British Bake Off. But I said this on another, on the Girls Gone Wad episode recently was like, so I recently lost a family member pretty suddenly, you know, the stuff that was going on with my job that happened this year. <laughs> um, and then Cadet started having like really bad allergies and we didn't know what was going on. We had to take her to the vet. I mean, it was just kind of stressful for us because she got a hot spot. I've never had a dog get a hot spot. It was disgusting. Like all of these health health things were, and anything, anytime something goes on with my pets, I get like really freaked out because they can't talk. And so that was really stressful, taking her to the vet, figuring out what was going on. And she's fine. She got an allergy shot. But I was just, I just like felt emotionally tapped out. Like I felt emotionally tired, having a bad day. <laughs> so I want to hear from you. Tell me about a time when you've been like, no more, but then more happens. Like here's an, here's an example. Cadet comes home, she's got her cone on. And I kept t- saying to Scott, I was like, I just need good news. Like, I don't want any more bad news. I don't want any more bad news coming my way. Especially this is my birthday week. I just want good news. And as I am putting the cone on her, she's drinking a ton of water because she was dehydrated. And like when she got back from the vet, she just, she tends to really like tank her water immediately she goes, lays on her bed and barfs everywhere because she drank too much water. (laughs) So 
She goes on her bed, not on the hardwood floor where it's easy. Like she goes and sits on her bed and just water barf everywhere. And I was, and her cone was on. So it just like fell back into her face. (laughs) It like could not have been a more like, Like, yeah, it was disgusting way (laughs) to handle that. And so I'm, so I'm like picking up the bed, the dog bed and water's going everywhere. Cause I didn't realize it was just pure water. So I'm trailing barf water everywhere, trying to get the cone. Anyway, you get the point. So then as I'm cleaning it up, I look over and my cat is squatting like outside of the litter box because she has a UTI. Like I'm, I can notice that from a mile away. Whenever cats start squatting outside their litter box and they're just like literally squatting with no pee coming out, I'm like, that is a UTI. She's never had a UTI. The other cat usually gets them. And I looked and I was just like, as I'm cleaning up barf water, the other cat is squatting, has a UTI. And I was just like, you got to be effing kidding me. So... <laughs> One of those moments where I'm like, please tell me your story if you have one. Like, I I think of like when you were traveling and Miles like threw up in the car seat as you were like trying to get to the airport and it just, <laughs> your face. Yeah, we were driving to the airport. He, for what I, like, he, this is maybe only the second or third time ever in his life he's thrown up in the car. It got everywhere in the car. We almost missed our flight because we had to pull over and clean it up. And then not only that, but then... Five days later, we had to get back in the car with all of the vomit things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. Write us your stories, please, about your, like, like terrible, when you, no good, very bad yeah, days. Yeah. Terrible, no good, very bad day. Like, when you think that, okay, no more bad things can happen, and then all of a sudden something else <laughs> and you have just, to just almost laugh. I'm oh, like, at that point, I was I was laughing. I had to because I'm like, I. What else are you gonna do? What else are you gonna do? And Scott was at the pet store exchanging something, and I just texted him. I was like, while you're there, can you pick up some UTI food because <laughs> it looks like. Oh my gosh! So yeah, that was my moment where I'm like, I just need to know other stories so we can laugh about it because then we won't cry. I have felt that way in the last couple of weeks for, I feel like all the reasons where I just feel like really one more thing. And, you know, I felt that way when we, you know, in the the new Texas heartbeat, quote unquote, heartbeat law, because it's not a heartbeat, it's a feel poll. When that came out and it just kind of feels like one more thing, like how can we process one more thing and then forget the things you have going on in your personal life. You know, I think that's the other thing about this is like, we have now been dealing with one thing after another, after another, after another in national and international news for a year and a half, more than a year and a half. So, you know, forget what's going on in your personal life. And I normally, I say a lot more about political topics on my personal Instagram than I do on our podcast, mostly because I have fewer followers and it's just really hard to watch. Okay. I was going to ask why, and not that I I don't care, but like, I want to bring this up after you're done is just about like what we address and don't address on social media. And I think there's intention around it. And I think people can misunderstand that as like, we don't care or we're ignoring the issues. And I have more to say about that. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, but I think that it can come across as not caring or, you know, ignoring issues. And in reality, it sometimes is like, no, I just have so much else going on in my personal life right now that I don't have the space to hold for other people's opinions and exactly. responses. Exactly. It's the other people's opinions and responses. 
And that's where I've been in the last like two or three weeks, you know, when it comes to Afghanistan, when it comes to the abortion, but like those two situations seem like they are very sort of on either side of the political aisle. And, you know, on the one hand, you have the Afghanistan withdrawal and the fact that that I hesitate to even like have an opinion about it because I'm so uninformed about everything going on in Afghanistan because like, guys, you know, 9-11 happened when I was in middle school. I kind of just grew up with all of these horrible assumptions about Afghanistan. Over the last, only over the last couple of years, have I really taken a hard look and realized like, man, I grew up in a very impressionable time where the political conversation uh, and not even political, we're just the conversation hundred in, in total about Afghanistan has been always this completely one-sided, you know? And so, I hesitate to to say any to make any judgment about what just happened and what is happening. I mean, of course, the well, and yeah, particularly the withdrawal, obviously, because that's the biggest thing with you know Biden and the withdrawal and mm-hmm. not wanting to like only speak positively about the the candidate that we voted for because right. That's not my stance. I I have no problem criticizing right. Biden, which, which is interesting. And I like here's the thing, guys, listeners out there. Like we will say this all the time that we can talk about things that we're passionate about and that we should all have an open dialogue. But we're having a conversation between the two of us, so it's important that we just at least open dialogue around this. But my whole thoughts and feelings is. Someone recently came to our Instagram just to be provocative and kind of pick at us for not talking about Afghanistan particularly. And I didn't feed into it because I'm like, what I took from it, and granted, this is one comment, was that for whatever reason, the idea was like, oh, we can't talk bad about Biden because we voted for him. And I'm like, that is absolutely untrue. That is, I mean, of course, we're going to have opinions, but you listeners don't we love you so much. You don't deserve every opinion that we have because that is something that is really private to us in, in a lot of ways. Well, and, and, and it doesn't just like, because we're not having like a stance publicly doesn't mean that we don't care. There are some things that I think using a platform is really good for, but it also can bring out the trolls and the people that psychologically drain me. And I need that psychological safety and I need that psychological energy to do good, to actually make changes. Right. So, you know, I think there's that example. And then there's the abortion example where obviously I have advocated for abortion rights before on our Instagram. I've spoken about it on the podcast. That is an issue that I am, I believe myself to be well-educated on and that I do have strong opinions about. And even still, I am not going to, like, I just don't have it in me this week. And there's so much else going on in our personal lives. And like, you know, we unfortunately have been dealing with some people in our close family with cancer diagnosis, like multiple people in a row. It's, you know, that's really tough. And there's so much that goes with that. And then, you know, forget Miles starting kindergarten, forget, right. you know, kids starting child, school, like, child, yeah, all, you know, just the stuff that happens in your day-to-day lives. And so I think that it's just, it also really gives me a lot of grace for other people who, I mean, our platform in comparison is tiny to what most quote unquote influencers out there have. You know, we are considered micro influencers, if at all. However, I would like to say, I would look, like to go on record that we should start a campaign, everybody, that we can replace Joe Rogan. 
<laughs> OMG. Okay, no, we He's are not cost- going down that road, Joey. No. <laughs> no. no, I'm just kidding. Okay, we, we, I digress. I digress. I redacted. 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 Um, I apologize. So there's just a lot going on. And I think it gives me also a lot of, it gives me more patience when I see what other people are, are or are not posting on Instagram. And, you know, when I think, oh my gosh, this person should be using their platform for XYZ. I can't believe they haven't talked about it. Yeah. And that and then I have to stop myself in my tracks and be like, I don't know what else is going on. I don't, and, yeah, give people grace. You don't know what else is going on in their life. And they did not sign up to make their platform this megaphone for every single week there doesn't have to be an opinion for every single thing but then we also have said like use your platform to speak out against racism if you're not i if agree you're not with that. speaking out so like that but uh, and then i have this yeah. right of like where's the line you know like there, if the we're line not is out right the line is when you feel like you can yeah. do good from a place that feels good and i'm not saying good like you have to be pollyanna but i'm saying from a place that you feel passionate about that you have the energy to give that you have the psychological energy to give and i'm so i think of joy the baker who is her mom is white her dad is black and i'll never forget i just i just like almost take a page from her playbook from the standpoint of i remember when George Floyd was murdered, and she didn't post anything on her platform around Black Lives Matter, like nothing, nothing, nothing. It was all just like her usual Joy the Baker stuff. And someone, I guess some of her followers commented and made some kind of like negative comments about you should be blah, 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 blah. And she made a story that was basically like, you don't get to tell me how I am responding to this. Because, you know, basically, they were saying like, well, your dad is black, or, you know, whatever that they were saying that was just idiotic and ignorant around how she should be responding, because she's half black. And she was basically saying like, I don't owe you any response. And I am dealing with it in a way that you don't get to know. And I just won't like this platform. I'm doing it on a platform that you don't get to know about. But I like you. You don't. You don't need to know. And I just I loved that just because it says so much. And granted, that's a completely different situation from two white chicks here. But what I'm saying is just having being thoughtful around what you share, when you share it, and using your platform when you do feel like you're in a place that is going to be helpful, and that you do. Because I also think what comes from the with the territory is is having to deal with the negative comments that come in. I think there's ways around that, turning off the comment section, whatever, whatever. Um, and maybe we should just start doing that. So then we can be more of a platform and, you know, call it a day. I know. It's it's hard and there's no... And I, and I think the answer is that the answer changes. I totally anyway. agree. I totally agree. And the fact of the matter is, I watch the news every single day. Scott and I are so cute. We watch the 4 o'clock news, the 5 o'clock news, and then we watch Lester Holt. It's so funny how we just have this old couple routine where we love watching the news. We love watching yeah, Kyle that's Clark. Very, like, elderly it's, of you. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, love it's it. just like our life right now because he gets done with work as his most of his companies on the East Coast. So he's done earlier. I'm not working full time right now. So um, but but my point is, we watch the news, we stay informed, we have a lot of opinions about it. And Scott and I have discussions. And that is someone who I feel like I can trust. And I really respect his opinion about a lot of things. Um, about almost everything, actually, that is where I want to do the work to then say, how can I then make change? And what can I do? How can I show up to make positive change? But it changes. I agree. And I don't know what the answer is. Is it posting every single day to get more fuel behind it? I don't know. But that doesn't always feel good. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we don't have the answer. 
hopefully you guys never think that we are sitting here saying like, well, I have the answer. Yeah. I, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, I, we're not going to go into it because I think it's just way too much going on. But I am, yeah, I'm devastated and I'm angry uh, about what's going on in Texas. And I want to do as much informing and donating that I can. As far as Afghanistan, I'm really wanting to learn more and do my re- do my reading of the research. Uh, and I also really want to talk to my brother. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk over it, but he had multiple deployments and did some pretty intense missions over there. And I think it's important to hear from military too. I think it's important to hear from all sides, but I don't think it's, there were some days where I felt like, oh, I can't watch the news. And I don't like that all the time. I think it's like, we do need to stay informed, but I don't want to be that I can put my head in the sand person because that's that's also very privileged. So it's just continuing the work and trying to be better every single day. If we can just do that, <laughs> I think we're good. Okay. So Joy, it's almost your birthday. It's almost 44. Four, four. Do you remember when we like for years talked about yes, Slayeride to 40 and now I we're do. almost to Slayeride to 50? It's so funny. And I just, I, it makes me so happy to think that we've been doing the podcast this long because... Sleigh Ride to 40 was so fun. And I had a great 40th birthday. I was in Hawaii and I, I'll never forget. We went to Macy's or some department store on the island and we found this one piece hot pink bathing suit that said goals. Yeah, it was like goals on the front. <laughs> it was so cheesy. It was so cheesy. And I'll never forget when we were there. I think it was like drastically marked down. I wonder why. And Scott's like, you have to buy that. And so we went back to the house, took a picture with it. I was holding a pineapple. It's great. We'll probably repost it just because it is a great photo. It's a great memory. But yeah, I just, what's your question? I'm sorry. I just went off the rails about Slay Ride to 40. <laughs> I don't have a question. <laughs> how, are you feeling about, how are you feeling about your birthday coming up? Uh, you know, I feel, it, the weird thing is, is I, because I've had so much reflection time in the past few months, I, I've almost forgot that it's my birthday. You know, normally when you're kind of just life is going on and you're kind of in a normal routine and drama isn't happening. I shouldn't say drama, but like crap's not happening in your life. You're more like focused on the anniversaries and the birthdays coming up and you're planning for it. And I honestly am like, oh my gosh, my birthday is this week. I haven't really planned anything for it. I haven't really thought much about it. And I feel fine about it. I, I do love birthdays. So we already have like some small things to do. I might, <laughs> Scott's like, what do you want to do on your birthday? I'm like, I want to take the dogs to the state park. And then I want to go find a great cupcake. And I kind of want to go to Trader Joe's and look at the fall stuff. He's like, that's a weird request. I'm like, but you know, the fall things should be there soon at Trader Joe's. And it's like my favorite. Okay. It's like, remember Casper? Yes, Casper. I was about to be like, remember yes. Casper? He was like, you got to have your song. Yes. Like, how else can, yeah, you got to ritualize ritual. this. What if, it, what if like your ritual was like on your birthday? I you, like play the Taylor Swift album. You go to Trader Joe's, you come home, you set up all your stuff and you sit there surrounded by your Trader Joe fall purchases and eat a cupcake. I am very on board with this plan. So that's probably what I'm going to do. Yeah. So when this podcast drops, my birthday will be tomorrow. And I expect all the comments. No, I I do love that, though, because I'm like, oh, I have the Folklore album and I have the Lover album. I think we recorded with Casper before Folklore came out. But in any event, ritualizing that sounds so fun to me. And I can't really think of anything else I'd like want to do. That just sounds great to me. I, I love like Starbucks, a cupcake. Yeah. Maybe go get a, something at Ulta or Sephora. I mean, Ulta get, like, a manicure. Is in, Ulta's in Target now, which is amazing. Oh, it's like, talk about 
Two what if worlds. you go to the Starbucks in Target oh. and then the Ulta in Target? <laughs> Boom. My. Now that is heaven. Heaven has been upgraded. Heaven, heaven has, has been, been upgraded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just kind of like, I'm in a good place. You know, this this year's been kind of crazy. Scott always tells me, which sometimes I'm like, uh, he's like, it could always be worse. I'm like, I know, but can I just have a bad feeling today? Can I just like, please sit in my emotions? You're like, technically, yes, but it could also be better, Scott. Yeah, exactly. He always says that because I know he's trying to cheer me up. He's like, it could always be better, love. I'm like, or it could always be be worse. It could always be worse, love. I'm like, I know you're right. Like, you're not wrong. And you're not not right. Let me have my let, let me have my uh, my bad feeling. Let me exactly. have exactly. Yeah, let me have my. Is there a birthday that's like super memorable for you, or do you just kind of like yes love all my birthdays? My twenty first yeah. birthday was my most memorable birthday. Oh, because I was in Prague. Oh, I feel like you told this story. Yeah, yeah, I went to. So I never studied abroad, but most of my friends did. And you know, you typically study abroad the first semester of your junior year. And so the my birthday is right around Thanksgiving. The year I was born, I was on Thanksgiving. I think last year I was also on Thanksgiving. You know, every seven, eight, nine years, however that works with the leap year, it falls on Thanksgiving again. And, but it's always like right in that time frame. And so for th- Thanksgiving break in college, I went to Prague and some of my friends who were studying abroad all over Europe, we all just met in Prague and had my 21st birthday. And it was so fun because no one else cared at all that it was my 21st birthday because in Europe, like that's not a milestone birthday. Right. And you can drink when you're 18 or actually right. when you're a child. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, like their drinking rules are a little less strict overall. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you figure out what, uh, how you pronounce ricotta? 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 Oh, so many opinions about this. A <laughs> lot of opinions. Wait, can you play Tina's voice memo? Because Tina at the Salt Gypsy on Instagram, who is half Italian, had the answer for us. Hey, ladies. It's Tina. Just listening to the latest podcast with Cassie Joy. I want to work for her now. But it is definitely not ricotta, it's ricotta, which Brandon is right, it's R-I-C-O-A-T-U-H, spelled phonetically, of course. So, sorry, Claire. Sorry, Claire. Okay, so what I'm taking away from this, though, because I had a lot of other comments as well from people who were like, okay, technically, the Italian pronunciation is more like ricotta, like with a g, ricotta, but it's also not ricotta, which is what Brandon says. (laughs) Ricota. <laughs> it's not right. It's not Ricota. Ricota. <laughs> like South Dakota. Yeah. Like Ola. Oh, you know, it's not like May Lamo as Claire. Like, so I I accept that Brandon's pronunciation may be more based in the Italian pronunciation than ricotta. And believe me when I tell you that he is not saying ricotta. <laughs> I would like to have his yeah. pronunciation on tape. Rigotta. Yeah, no, he is not. That's Maybe now he will start. Okay, so I digress. I'm sorry. You were in Prague. You were all having a birthday party at 21, but nobody really cared because it's 21 and you can drink so when you're 12 then, there. Okay, so then we were in this bar and all I want at the time in, in college, my favorite drink was mojitos. So all I wanted was to find a mojito. Well, it turns out that's not a very popular drink in Prague, believe it or not. Believe it or and not. And like... None of the of the bars even had clear rum. And so we were going to every single bar that we could trying to find a mojito. 
And we ran into some other Americans, which if you've ever traveled abroad, you know how much like you just go nuts when you just run into other Americans. And it's not that uncommon, right? Like Americans travel extensively. So it's not super uncommon, but especially when you're like out of the bars, if you run into, we ran into this group of American guys who were all from Vegas. And at that point in my life, I don't think I'd ever met anyone who was actually like like from from Vegas. Vegas. You just go party in Vegas. Yeah. Right. I was like, you guys are from Vegas. And they all had snakeskin boots on. Of course they did. Weird. Of course they did. And the guy, he was like, it's your 21st birthday. And so I was psyched because they were psyched. So then the guy bought me a drink. It was a shot of scotch. No, you don't shoot scotch. You take a shot of scotch. So I didn't know what it was. He just handed it to me and I like took it as a shot. And he was like, yeah. And I'm sitting there like, like, what did you just order me? He's like, it was scotch. I was like, what? Who orders someone a shot of scotch? So anyway, that's gross. Yeah. The thing was very memorable. And then what also made it very memorable was that then we ended up having this like expat Thanksgiving, which I think I have told about on the, on the podcast before where we like went into this bookstore. It turned out to be owned by an expat who's actually from Fort Collins. And he like hosted this whole big expat Thanksgiving dinner. And so we went and had like a turkey dinner and he was streaming the football game and it was very cool. So yeah. Do you ever have, that reminds me, so I listened to this podcast called Working It Out by Mike Birbiglia because I love him. And if you've never watched the new one on HBO, it's great. And he has this question that he asks all of his guests is, do you have a memory that plays continuously on a loop? It doesn't have to be like anything traumatic or anything. So what came to mind when you were telling that story is a memory that plays on loop for me. And it was when I lived in France and I went to a dinner, I think it was a Thanksgiving dinner. And they tried to do like an American Thanksgiving because I was friends with people who were British. And then this one gal who was from Scotland and they all tried to like make this hodgepodge Thanksgiving dinner. And it was just really, really fun because everyone was from a different place. French people too. And I just had this memory of sitting around a table having this dinner with everybody and just being so content that I had made friends from all over the world, you know, or all over Europe rather, and just being really like, this is so cool. And that just kind of like plays in my head. And I always remember that she and I would always, and I wish I could find her. I don't, I would like want to go back into my journals and see if her name is in there because I have this specific, and this is before like Facebook guys, you know, this is like way, 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 way long ago. And I forgot her name, but I'd love to find her. And she and I would exchange uh, nail polish, but she would call it, she called it nail lacquer. Cause she, <laughs> I've always loved when she said nail lacquer. <laughs> Do you have a loop memory? I have a lot of them actually. Yeah. Like what's one just kind of obscure one that comes to mind. I also oh have gosh. a memory as a kid eating those soft baked cookies under yeah. uh, like sitting by our boat with all the other neighborhood kids. And I would make like a sandwich of soft baked cookies and just eat them all together. And Funyuns. I don't know why. Just plays on a loop. I mean, Funyuns are delicious. Oh my gosh. What is one? One memory that I play on a loop a lot in my head is, or that plays without my consent on a loop in my head. Whether I like it or not. Whether I like it or not is like the last day of probably it must've been like second grade, you know, and like everything's completely cleaned out. And you're just like sitting in your like mostly empty classroom and like you don't have anything to do. And I remember doing the splits. Like I was sitting there like in the splits. Can you do the splits? Absolutely not. (laughs) I think it's why I like keep remembering this. And I'm like, is this a real memory? 
I know sometimes I'm like, is this made up? Was this a movie that I watched or was this actually a memory? Right. Yeah. I do remember that there was a period of my life, like before I went through puberty, where I could do the splits. And now my adductors <sighs> are so tight from like all of the crap that I went through with my pubic bone in my pregnancies that my adductors are just spent like, you know, however many years just holding on for dear life to my pelvis. And yeah, so now hanging on, they're just <laughs> yeah. terrible. It's, it's bad, bad news oh, down there, but God. yeah, I anyway. could never do the splits either, even though I was in dance and cheer my whole life. And I got, I was so insecure about it because I was not flexible enough. And I always tried so hard. It was like one of those things where, you know, there's those girls who are just so flexible. They could just put a leg behind their head. And I'm just like, I was trying, I always, I stretched every day, like sat in front of the TV trying to stretch and it just never happened. Yeah. Okay, so the other thing we wanted to talk about today is a little bit about meaning and purpose. Just so, a real quick lightning round of what you feel your purpose in life is. <laughs> just a quick lightning round. <laughs> I love that. The, just make it a lightning round. I actually like that because it's like just... Yeah. That's, that's, what do you think is your purpose in life? Ready, go. Ready, go. <laughs> just a light. Uh, I will say, okay, on, on this topic of lightning round purposes in life, so... And also back to karate, every month they have a word of the month. And last month, the word was accountability. And you have to like fill out this worksheet. And so Miles is filling out this worksheet, which like his handwriting is is so is getting better, but he still, he can't spell or read. So I just like tell him, you know, I kind of like help him sound out the words, but I ultimately tell him what letters to write still because he's not even close to being able to like try to spell things. And the question was like, what do you, what do you want to be remembered for? And his answer was trying hard and eating cookies. Love it. So that's probably the best lightning round answer to that question. I think that's a great, great answer. I think kids have the best answer for that, by the way. Um, Do you really want me to lightning round this? Um, Meaning and purpose. I just, I I always go back to this. And this is where I've just had time to reflect. I've had a lot of reflection time, like reevaluating what's important in my life. And I think I just keep coming back to, I just want to leave the world better than I left it. And I kind of want someone to tell my story like I just when I die that's like my other ask I'm like someone just please tell my story I've had this like weird especially losing someone in my family I've had a lot of thoughts around the song did you (laughs) Scott just sneezed so loud (laughs) I did hear I heard a noise he sneezed Scott is famous for having incredibly loud sneezes (laughs) and it is scares the living hell out of me almost every time he does it (laughs) He just he's in the other room. He's probably gonna. He knows I'm talking about it. Anyway, is the Lin Manuel Miranda a Hamilton song at the very end? Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? And I've just had this replay in my head of like, who's gonna tell your story when you pass away? So that is where I'm like, I want to leave the world better than I left it, and I'd also love someone to tell my story when I die. I mean, hopefully something funny. Don't like be all serious about it. Going on record. Can I tell you something? I still have never seen Hamilton. That's okay. I mean, eventually you will. And I don't, I think okay. a lot of people haven't seen it, but it's on Disney Plus if you want to. I know it's on Disney Plus, but I have yeah. this like feeling that like, I, I want to see it on stage. I get it. I get it. And I would probably be feel the same way. It's, it's, I loved watching it on Disney Plus because I already saw it on, in person. And so you kind of like relive the moment of seeing it in person. So I get that. Yeah. I would probably feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to be like selling myself. It's like, I feel like watching it on Disney Plus is like watching the movie before you read the book. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So I don't yes. judge you for that. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Okay. So 
Joy texted me this, like, not a meme, like a post from Instagram that was seven questions to ask yourself about meaning and purpose. And I feel like in a lightning round format, a lot of these answers are going to be pretty straightforward. Who depends on you and why? I mean, for me, obviously, it's my kids. Yeah. And it's pretty self-explanatory why they depend on me because they're not independent. Right, right. Well, I think like when you think of meaning and purpose, I think it's also important these questions of sometimes people when they're feeling down that they think of who needs them. Because I think when we're feeling sad or we're feeling lost is thinking about like what you mean to other people too. Um, so like, I, I feel silly because I'm like, oh, I don't have kids. My animals, like other people could take care of them. But you'd like to think that dogs will miss you. <laughs> I don't think that I think I have this weird thing like dogs will just love whoever they're near. Certainly my animals would need to be taken care of. But sure. I mean, and Scott would be sad if I wasn't here. But he can get along without me. So really nobody, nobody relies on me. (laughs) Who depends on me? I'm totally kidding. Someone else would take care of my kids. That doesn't mean that they don't don't feel like they depend on me. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Okay. So fair. I have my animals and Scott because I make him coffee every morning. I mean, he would be lost. I feel like you're selling yourself a little short here, Joy, but this is lightning round. So I'm not going to critique <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Don't critique Okay. Me. I'm kind of tongue in cheek. You know, I, I, I do have a good self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody needs me. Whom? Okay. This bothers me because this person went to the effort to use whom, whom? but then still ended it with a preposition. It should say, upon whom do you depend? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not whom do you depend upon? Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Upon whom do you depend and why? I depend a lot on my friends and my parents and my family. Like, yeah, I'd feel so I mean, sad if they were gone. I feel the same way. I feel like I depend on my mom a lot and my friends a lot. And I depend on my kids too. Like, yeah. In the in the sense that like they bring me a lot of levity and joy and like purpose. Yeah. How do you help other people in your community and the world? So I think where I lightning around with this is I like to do something every day that is a nice gesture, whether it be like, but it's just being thoughtful towards someone else, whether it be sending someone a text, a nice text or a card or holding the door open for someone. I know this is very much like, oh, look at me. But it's, I think in those smaller actions, we can put good energy out into the world <laughs> instead of every single day being like, well, I have to be on the ground floor doing the dirty work, making the phone calls, like those types of things. Like I think there are some great opportunities to do that. But I think doing something that's generous or, or I've been trying to be just more connected in my community or smiling and talking to neighbors when I used to just be like so busy that I never really engaged. Um, and then also just volunteering with Canine Companions has been so rewarding. And I meet a lot of people that way and educating people. Like the other day when I was taking Cadet out on a training trip, we were at Costco and someone stopped me and they're like, is that a CCI dog? And I was like, oh yeah. She's like, oh, my sister had a hearing dog from CCI because they do have a hearing dog program. She's like, it completely changed her life for the better. Just thank you so much for what you do. And I'm just like, oh, that's so great. Because sometimes, you know, you don't you don't always see like the, the benefit of what you're doing, not that you do it for that reason, but it's those small moments that I think are really important. You don't do it for that reason, but it's still really validating. How do I help other people in my community and the world? I mean, I think about this podcast as a way that I try yeah, to help my that's community. A good point. Yeah. And I try to be really supportive in my day-to-day life of other people by trying to be have a really open door. And the way that I do that is by sharing, I mean, in this podcast, on my Instagram, just like 
when I'm speaking to people one-on-one, like I do share, I don't consider myself to be an oversharer because I definitely hold a lot of boundaries, but I also do share things about myself that I think a lot of people think that's more personal than what other people do. And a huge reason that I do that is because I want to be someone who people can look at and be like, if she can talk about it, so can I, or if she went through that, then it's okay that I'm going through it and just like take away a lot of the stigma around yeah. the yeah. moments that we go through in our lives. No, that's very important. I totally agree with that. How do you take care of yourself? Well, take a lot of walks with the dogs and I lay with the dogs. I mean, I self-care is self-care, whatever that means for you. I feel a little indulgent these days because I have a lot of time to take naps. Um, I use the Brain FM app all the time to take naps when I never used to like... I was always one of those people that would be like, I can't take a nap. I can't lay down and relax. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I can actually take naps just fine. But really just being, I hate saying nice to myself or gentle with yourself, but I'm, I am being, I'm not as self-critical. I think that's what I'm realizing through this whole process. It's not being critical. Yeah, I hate the phrase, be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Like, as opposed to what? Yeah, I, I think what is, uh, what tends to happen, I guess I'll reframe it. I'm not letting the negative voices take over. That's what I'm doing. And to be clear, I obviously know what that, like what people mean by that. But totally. It's just like I just, I don't like, it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it's like moist. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. I know what you're trying to say. And for some reason, I just don't like it. Like when no. people say you're beautiful inside and out, I'm like, stop. I don't, I don't I, like that phrase. I, like that phrase. I, I know. Like, I hear what you're trying to say. I'm very flattered. And I just I don't, don't like, don't like that phrase anymore. Right. I'm done with it. Anyway, mm-hmm. how do I take care of myself? I, I don't know. I don't feel like I've been doing a good job of that in the last like six months. I think typically the way I take care of myself is through activities that have not really been available to me in the last year and a half. And that's been really hard, like through getting together with groups of friends or, you know, taking trips or going out (laughs) and not having it be stressful. You know, like I can still go out, but it doesn't feel carefree. And so I've, I've missed out on that a lot. So I think a the biggest way I take care of myself right now is by trying to get to the gym. And the biggest part of that for me is not about working out. It's just about being around a group of people in one yeah. of the very few ways that feels like I can see the same people in a safe way. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you provide for yourself and your family? Working. At some point, I'll have another full-time job? <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. I mean, I clean the house a lot. I love cleaning. Cleaning is my meditation. And don't ask me to come clean your house because I just clean. I like to clean my house. But uh, yeah, I just do a lot of house chores to kind of offset. I was. I feel a little, a little guilty right now just because I'm not working full time. So I'm like, I don't want to just be sitting around at home. I mean, I'm, granted, I'm doing a lot of things, but I help with food. I help with the chores. I help with laundry. Uh, I actually am one of those annoying people that folds the laundry. When I get it out of the dryer, I'm sorry. Maybe an hour, maybe I'll leave it out an hour, but it eventually will get folded and put away. If an hour has gone by where I even remember that the dryer was running and is now done, that is a big, like, there were a lot of people like, that had also hour. passionate about that. Yes. Yeah. I did well, we a, have a little you guys don't know ding. What you're talking about. We have a little, alarm. we have a ding too. Just, and yeah. just, yeah. <laughs> 
but your yours is downstairs. I know ours is downstairs in a, in like a cab like a cavern. Yeah, it's like in a cave. It's very we're, easy to forget. We about have it. a ranch style house, and we hear it. But yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying, and I think there's people who just look priorities, and you have to triage what's going on in your house. Yeah, you <laughs> so. triage. A lot of triaging happens in my house. I think that with this question, it's very easy to have those like logistical, financial. You totally, know, that's where like, my brain oh, goes. I, yeah, yeah, and. You know, I think for me, it is a lot of the way that I provide for my family is logistical and being the one who remembers, oh, you know, it's picture day on Tuesday or, hey, don't forget the, you know, whatever, endless examples. But I also think that I am definitely the person in my family who is the most level-headed. And I think that that is the way that I provide for my family is by being like a pretty consistent person. Okay, two more. I think these are going to be a little bit easier to lightning around. Okay. What are you passionate about? I am passionate about dogs. Every answer to every question so far has involved dogs. I know. I just realized that. It's true. <laughs> dogs and hanging around dogs and seeing dogs and meeting up with dogs. No, I do like being active, like being outside, going on walks with my dogs. I like hanging out with my husband. Passionate, passionate, passionate. I love doing this podcast. I'm passionate about connecting with other people this way, even though you know, technically I'm an introvert. I feel like there's a lot of the extroverted things that I like to do around putting content out and helping people. I like doing therapy right now on BetterHelp. I swear to God, everyone on BetterHelp, the clients are just so amazing. So that's, I'm really enjoying life right now. I am passionate about my family, my community and food and the environment. I'm really passionate about the environment. I do love my husband, by the way. I'm passionate. I should, it should go without saying. I mean, I I just feel like I'm at the Oscars and I forgot to thank Scott. It's like in (laughs) Missing Geniality when she's like, that would be harsher um, penalties for a parole violator, Stan. And world peace. And world peace. And everyone cheers. (laughs) Yay. Like everyone's so silent. And then she's like, and world peace. And world peace. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm really passionate about the environment also, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, last one, what do you, and you've already kind of answered this and I already know, we all already know what you're going to say. What do you love doing? Oh, walking my dogs, playing with it dogs. doesn't have anything to do with dogs. You know, I do love shopping and I love That's doing true. makeup. I mean, these are all things that people probably already know about me. I love doing makeup. I love looking for products. I love trying new products. I, fill in the blank, fill in the blank. All the things that you've known about me for eight years, fill that in. That's me. Lipstick, eyeshadow, Lipstick. glitter. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I like being outside. I like being with my kids. I like cooking and baking. I like hiking and skiing. I like being on the river. Have you baked anything fun recently? No, New. because no. And here's why. Mm-hmm. It's because my oven is really crappy. So you guys might is recall this the that same like one. Yeah. Last summer, it my oven died. Out. Yeah. Okay. It just kept like randomly turning off. And so, and then it finally died. And even now there is like an extreme appliance shortage. And last summer it was really bad because of the supply chain disruptions that happened during COVID. We could not get an oven for like months. And so we found one on Craigslist and it was like, we bought it for like $200 from this guy who like this contractor, it was like a floor model that was in like a, you know, showroom condo that he had renovated. And so it was like, a dinged up floor model and it doesn't have great insulation. So it makes the kitchen really hot when it's on. Oh no. Yeah. So it just is really hard to want to bake in the the summer. summer. Yeah. So that's actually the thing I'm most excited about for fall is like getting back to baking because then I feel like I can have my oven on again for more than like 20 minutes at a time. I will say this is the first year and I don't know what the reason is behind this, 
but this is the first year where I haven't dreaded the days getting longer. I think it's because I'm not working in an office. Shorter? Yep. Thank you. (laughs) I think it's because I'm not working in an office because I hated being at the office when it would get dark. It just felt so depressing to be... (laughs) to be at work and then you're leaving at 4.30 or 5 o'clock and it's dark outside. But I don't really mind it. And I really have enjoyed the cooler mornings. That's just a little appreciation. Oh my gosh. I went for a hike on Sunday with my friend Amanda, who is a podcast listener. Hi, Amanda. And I, first of all, would like to bring up the fact that like, so I've been hanging out with Amanda quite a lot. I also obviously see my friend Heather quite a lot. And like, those are probably the two people who I'm not related to, who I see to who I see the most in real life out of like, and I mean, I work with Heather, so that's part of it, but, and both of them know, knew me from my podcast and now we're like in real life friends. And so that's that's so fun. fun. And Heather, again, I work with her. So it's like a little bit different, but um, with Amanda, yeah, she reached out because she was moving. She had lived in Boulder previously. She was like living, moving into Longmont and it's been really great. And we went hiking in Rocky Mountain National Park on Sunday and it was freezing when we started it was I know, awesome. but it just, it probably feels so good. On. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. But this is the I first year in a long time where I feel yeah. like I'm super okay with it. And by the way, Cadet turns in November 12th. <gasps> November yeah. 12th. Okay. That's actually later than you originally thought. It's a thought, lot later. Right? We were originally slated for August. So she would have turned in by now. And she's, she's, she's pretty ready. She'll be ready by November 12th, meaning like she's got a few commands we could brush up on a little bit better. But I, I'm just, Scott and I are already starting to talk about like, okay, man, we're going to really have to plan something fun. We haven't decided 100% yet, but I'm like, it has to be Disneyland. We have to just like go to Disneyland. Because you have COVID to take her, pe- right? We, yeah, we will. We, I mean, you have the option to ship her. I'm like, I'm not going to freaking ship her. No way. No way. Um, or drive her. No, we're just going to fly her out on a plane with us because you can, CCI has, you can talk to the people about like flying with a service dog and training on the plane without kind of breaking the rules, but she's super well behaved. It'll be fine. And I think she'll be good with it, but we'll have to fly out to San Diego to take her to Oceanside where, where she will turn in. And that is where I trained with JT. So it'll be kind of like this weird full circle moment of going back to Oceanside where I trained and got JT and lived there for two weeks. And it was just, it's an amazing, amazing place. So we're going to have a lot of sadness when we turn that little girl in, but she's off to bigger and better things. Can't believe it. I can't believe it. Yeah, I can. It's like one of those things where time has actually, it does feel like it's been a year and a half. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, I can't believe it's already here. I know. So yeah. Okay. That's all. All right, guys. Well, don't forget, you can support the podcast by going to eat2evolve.com. The discount code is joyclaire 15 even though it gets you 20% off your first order. And I love the fact, I'm loving the fact that they update their menu every week. So every week, there's a few new things on there. I am a little bit sad that the barbecue brisket burger is gone, but I'm excited for what's next. I will also say, I think I've previously given the advice that like if something has a potato salad in it, don't put it in the freezer. I had some defrosted potato salad and it actually was so good. And the key was just to like, I took it out the day before and I realized, oh, this is potato salad in it. So I just left it in the fridge Got it. for like 24 hours to let it actually defrost. And then yeah. I just ate something else for lunch that day Yep. and waited until the next day. And it actually defrosted fine. Good to know. Good tip. Oh, these are the hot tips. I really highly recommend you don't have to have a recurring order. You can buy everything a la carte. In fact, it's actually a little bit cheaper, I think, to get things a la carte than it is to get the whole meal deal, depending on how much you're buying. And just get yourself like a half dozen meals, throw them in your freezer. Yeah. 
Get Have the paleo snacks. The grab and goes are good. Get yourself some you jalapeno like the, ranch to dip yeah, your say, carrots like in. The dips. Yeah, I haven't tried those yet, oh, good. but great. Delish. And you support the podcast by doing that. So thank you guys. And tell Thanks. a friend. Subscribe. Leave us a review. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Bye.